it's unbelievable. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. <laughs> D-Weed. Frank the D-Weed. That's what he is. Okay, you can stop playing that now. Or is that Lance actually doing that? That wasn't nope. him. That it's wasn't not me. That wasn't not me. Doing okay. Good morning, everybody. John and Lance along with Dell here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Lance, you're in Alabama? I am. I'm in Tuscaloosa. Um, so immediately you realize where you are with it's just more homey you know it's something like sec guy would truly love obviously i went across the street to uh get an iced coffee this morning and immediately one of the people in front of me is nice little iced coffee you know i mean a nice little coffee shop and they had this i don't know it looked like a a small little cake or pie or something and there's all these treatment you know these all these assortments of treats these scones and muffins and like three people, three straight people order it, and I say to the girl, "I've never seen this before." And I say, "What? What is that?" She goes, "Oh, that's um." So you're not are you? You're not from here, right? I said, "No." She goes, "Okay, well, that's like um, how do I explain it? It's it's got oatmeal. Um, it's kind of healthy. It's like it's like a it's like an oatmeal kind of cake, but with a lot of butter, so it tastes good. So it's kind of he- like it's kind of healthy." <laughs> <laughs> you can, she said. You can put bananas and strawberries on it, and so you get your fruit also. So, it's like it's just like a kind of like an oatmeal cake with some butter. So it's I mean it's kind of healthy. Kind of a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's Did you get one? Healthy. Yeah, because it's kind of healthy. Well, and it's kind of healthy. Was it good? Yeah, it was kind of healthy. Yeah, it was kind. It tasted good. Okay. I could taste the butter. So I said, yeah. You know what? When in Rome, do what the uh, do what the tide do. When in Rome, yeah. order this. Apparently, order this uh, oatmeal cake or whatever it is that I had. So there I am. Bang! I'm already. I'm already. I'm already good to go. Who was that racist chef that used to use butter and everything? Uh, That's just that Paula Dean. You're oh, not. Yeah. You are. You're mischaracterizing the the breadth of her work. Oh, she she just had a, she had a questionable party. She had a questionable party. I don't. Is Dell talking at all? Uh, no. I can't hear him. No, okay. he's not talking. You I don't hear know him if, you, if he's talking. Yeah, do you remember the uh do you remember the party that she had? Yeah, wasn't she dropping N bombs at it? Yeah. No, I don't no, I don't think so, but she had I don't know. I can't remember, but it wasn't a good party. It wasn't a party that is gonna help you keep your job. Oh yeah, well she didn't keep her job, right? She, or reputation. Yeah, Paula right. Dean, yeah. No, yeah. she didn't. She no, didn't. No, no, no. And when it sounds like something she'd make. A lot of butter in it. Uh, yes, that's what Paula Dean made. Don't worry, there's still shows on Food Network where a lot of butter's used to make... Don't worry, they've still got the same kind of shows. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a South thing. And uh, you're in the Deep South, in Alabama, and we are here in the city of Houston, which is better because we have the biggest series, quite possibly, of the season. I was just on with Nate on Channel 26, and... You could make the argument that this is a much bigger series than if they two, if the two teams were playing for first place right now. Because the, if Seattle loses this series, if the Astros sweep them, let's say, Seattle now will be six and a half behind the Astros and really struggling to just make the playoffs. As opposed to if the two teams were playing for first place, uh, then you'd still be, uh, obviously, you'd be in the playoff hunt even uh, better. But... 
Uh, right now, if the Astros get swept by the Mariners, the Mariners will be just a half a game behind the Astros, and that will not be good. You're fighting for your playoff life. So this is a pretty damn big series against a couple of guys that you've struggled with, both Miller and Gilbert, the two of them, you struggled already this year to score runs against them. So hopefully you do a better job than you did. Uh, the third guy in this series uh, you have hit and, and is not nearly as good as these two guys. So this is these first two games are pretty big. J.P. France gets the start tonight against Miller. Uh, Frambert goes tomorrow against Gilbert and then Brown against Hancock in on Sunday. So this is a big deal, this series, even bigger than if they were fighting for first place, which they usually do. This is the biggest series you played against Seattle since you, you eliminated them from the playoffs last year. So uh, this is uh, this is going to be fun. When are you coming back, today? Uh, no, I come back tomorrow evening. Uh, I've got a... <laughs> he, I'm supposed to okay we've got to move into my apartment well he didn't figure out the date correctly so I ended up making you know all of our plane stuff and hotel reservations that were non-refundable through hotel tonight and so now I don't even get to really get in there until Saturday so I've got like an extra day of I don't know we'll do we'll get our stuff done that we need to do how about this I go to Costco we there's no Costco in Tuscaloosa so you fly into Birmingham Alabama we go to a Costco there we load up on some stuff but you know it's you got some things that need to be frozen and refrigerated and Alec can't get into his his apartment yet but one of his fraternity brothers their apartment is open so I said why don't you see about getting a key and see if you can keep your stuff in the refrigerator oh yeah okay we'll do that so we uh his his fraternity brother said yeah come over and get the key I'm at the house uh and then you can go over to the apartment and store your stuff okay so we we get it and I drive over and we drive over with the Costco stuff and he opens it. He goes, "Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I've got it open. Let's bring the boxes up there. The Costco stuff." I get in and I cannot believe it. There is. It's like something from a movie. I'm going to send you the pictures. They had spaghetti, obviously, but it's got. I mean, the apartment and they've been in there for two days. Him and his friends have been in there for two, either yeah, one or two days. I'm sending it to you right now, John, so you can see it. The the kitchen. There's stuff all over the place. There's pots and pans all over the place. There's like, there's food in every direction that you can see. There's pieces of raw spaghetti that is just, you know, the uncooked spaghetti that's all over the counter. There's there's stuff all over. They've been there like for a day. There's a package, a half a package of ground beef sitting out. That's now it's it's warm. It's who knows how long it's been out. It's completely not usable. I'm sure they'll use it because they don't know any better because they're you know 19. But look at the pictures I just sent, and I immediately sent it to my wife so she could freak out because she, she's kind of a neat freak. And I said, this is who Alec could have been. But Alec, even to his credit, even said, yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to stay with this kid. Why didn't get an apartment with him? Because I can't live like this. And it took me back to when I was living like that. He's going to regret leaving that hamburger meat out like that. (laughs) Do you see that? When he doesn't have anything to eat because he's in college. Yeah, the, you mean whoever's kid? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. like three three guys who can you believe that? That's a whole package of hamburger meat yeah. just sitting there, and it's Gross. and it's who knows how old it was. Super warm. Yeah, it's just the filthiest, and it just took me back to when uh, college. Yeah, to back to college, but I never. I was one of the filthy kids, but no. I moved to Austin, and we live with. Uh, a guy named Will, me and Solis, and my buddy Michael Bennis, Will were in the same place. I was basically crashing with them, and. 
three of us were kind of messy, and we had one super neat freaking Will who just resented us like crazy because he just kept cleaning up all the time. Good. So you, I'm like, you, you have to have college. a will. You have to have a will. Otherwise, oh, yeah. oh you have to. Otherwise, yeah. you're living in. Well, and then you eventually get married, and you have a will. Yeah, yeah. You and you have a, a, a lifelong will with you. Or she, or she hires oh, a will. Oh, I caught it yesterday because, like, ah, oh, are you kidding me? Left a couple of plates for I lunch know. in the sink. Come on. Come on, we're gonna get, we're gonna be. Come on, we're my whole family start. catches it's it every day. Do. It's what we do. Stop already. It's part of our charm. <laughs> All right. So I did a video with Josh uh, um, Jordan yesterday. Not an adult video. No, not an adult video. No, like a sports just, video. Sports. Yeah, where we sit down and we talk about sports. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure no one thought that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do a video. Per se, with a, an adult video with Josh, just to be clear. What is that? What was that? I just cracked myself up. You kill yourself. Right. Oh, that's okay. a great. That's a great one by me. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were talking. Who is going to? Who's going? Who's it going to cost time for? Uh, with Brantley's return, and he says, "I think it's Yiner," because. Yiner ain't going to be dh nearly as much as he was, and he ain't going to catch Valdez, and he ain't going to catch Verlander. So Yiner's going to sit there. There ain't no room for him to be dh anymore. And he said he thinks it's going to be Chaz. And I was like, well, now what now? Yeah, that Chaz, you know, you've got your personal center fielder in Dubon who has to play every time Verlander's on the mound. You've got uh, Brantley in left or Jordan in left, and the other one is going to be DHing. And if you're going to get Jake Myers in there, if you're going to get Dubon in there, then it's Chaz that is going to be costing at bats to. And I think that's nuts. I think that's crazy. Chaz McCormick has to be on the field. Chaz McCormick has proven that forget this personal caddy stuff. You know, Dubon didn't play in the postseason when Verlander was on the mound. Chaz did, because Chaz took over as the center fielder in important games. And you, these are important These are as important right now as the playoffs, because you don't make the playoffs if you don't get in. I forget this 162-game season anymore. You just got a month, on a, you got a, a month and a, a couple of weeks left, maybe a month and a half left of the season. You got to start playing like your hair's on fire. You got to start playing your best lineups. And Chaz McCormick is part of that. And so Chaz McCormick cannot get bats taken away by Mauricio Dubon. He just can't. Well, uh, I mean, he really can't. And you and I talked about this yesterday. The, the whole subject came up because this was our discussion about how this could cost Shiner at-bats and how this is just crazy for Dusty to ever take any at-bats away from a guy who, quite frankly, should be right at the – you know, if he had played – the full season or played even most of the season at catcher on any other team, he'd be right at the top of the leaderboard for rookie of the year. Uh, that's how good Diaz has been. 16 home runs in his somewhat limited at-bats. However, um, Dubont, you're right. Right now, where we sit, this could cost Diaz or – I still think Diaz is going to get just caught up by the Abreu, the – just everything around this roster somehow is going to catch up with Diaz, and that's going to end up catching up with Dusty at some point. But the fact that Dubon would play ahead of 
McCormick in any meaningful games because of because of what there is no Chaz McCormick made the catch last year I don't you're right there's no reason for Dubon in the meaningful games yeah in regular season games I I get it but once we get to the nut cutting games um well these are nut cutting these right now are nut cutting games yeah you're right you're right but I mean what I'm talking about yeah you're right but it the, the whole thing leads right to Justin Verlander there should be there should be no Dubon in center field. What is are, is Chad some kind of slap nuts out in center field? That's not what's going on here. No, that's not real life. No, he's no Chaz McCormick is a vital part of this lineup. We got to stop thinking. Well, we can. You know what? We can. We, we, we can deal with outs in the lineup. That's fine. We can overcome them. No, no. When you've got your best lineup on the field, you've got the, one of the best lineups in baseball. You're facing two really good pitchers here tonight and tomorrow. Two really good pitchers. Put your best out there. Now, Hunter Brown is going to be, you know, J.P. France is on the mound. Play Yiner. Hunter Brown, when he's on the mound in game three, play Yiner. Yiner's got to catch. This this stuff has got, he's got to be in the lineup more. Chaz has got to be in the lineup. He has come through with big hit after big hit after big hit. And, and against Seattle, too. Remember, he had the triple that was a huge triple. Up in Seattle, that was just, it was huge to the series and won them the game. He is a vital part of this team that Chaz McCormick is splitting time with anybody anymore. Jake Myers, you know, who's the, 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 when Brantley comes, when Brantley is here and on the field and playing, Jake Myers has got, is the one that's got to catch it. His OPS is just over 700. Chaz is, is, is around, is at 900 and one of the best on the team. So I can't, we can't be playing this game anymore. Dusty, we just can't be playing this game anymore. we got to start playing like this is really, really important stuff, okay? So this is what's made me nuts. I mean, I love this team, and it just is so frustrating to see these lineups and the lack of urgency. you got to start playing with a lot more urgency now. And you're two and a half behind the Rangers. You got, if you're going to beat them by six games, you got to start playing like it. You gotta start putting that lineup out there like it, and and it's important that they win this thing by six games or more. <laughs> well, I don't think that's gonna happen, but I do think well, it's. You don't look, think it, so? Okay, it, it's it's already been written in the cards that the Astros will win two of three. That's what they do, John. They're the masters of winning two of three in a series. Yep. Yep. So I think that's as long as they keep winning two out of three in this series and playing six sixty six baseball. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to say it like that. Six six seven baseball. Everything yep. will be fine. Well, that it's not though because the Rangers continue to play six sixty seven or seven. No, or, I'm talking about just making the playoffs. Oh, you're, that's you. You're worried about okay, catching you them. Worry I don't, about that while I'm worried I, about I don't think, the real stuff. I don't stuff, think okay? we're catching them. I don't think we're catching them. Yeah. Okay. You worry about that stuff while I worry about the important stuff, okay? You worry about Alabama and your little uh, butter cone, scone or whatever it is, okay? I've got I've got important things to worry it's about. An o- it's an oatmeal cake, all okay, right? Okay, okay. Butter, your butter oatmeal cake. Let's break it here. 713-780-3776. Agree or disagree? You're more than welcome to do that. Uh, the Texans also, hey, you had a big loss yesterday, huh, Dale? Toronto at Armstead? On crutches? How'd you like that? Yeah, it turns out that he still expects to play week one. They did the MRI oh, and it came back clean. Okay. Well, damn it. Okay. Sorry, John. Uh, no, I didn't want him to be hurt. I just no, want you to be hurt. Like did. I just want you to be hurt. That's all. No, Piers, yeah. that no, 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 no. Will That's all. Fine. I just wanted you Sorry, to be hurt. John, you can't lord that over me. Okay. 
What what I really want to lord over you is my vehicle. So I was with yesterday. I was with a, a buddy who hadn't seen my vehicle yet. He was like, "Man, that is sharp." I was like, "Yeah, it's the Lightning. It's an F one fifty. It's the best vehicle I've ever driven. You can have one too, people. The F one fifty, and they're coming down right now. The prices are coming down. And e- listen, the EVs, the electric vehicles, they're going to be more and more and more valuable, and they're going to go back up." So I'm I'm loving my listen. Even if the prices that Ford has lowered the price, a bunch of people say, "Hey, Ford's lowered the price on those on those F one fifty Lightnings." I'm like, I don't care. I love mine. I'm going to keep it forever. I don't I don't care about the resale. But you know what? They're going to go back up because it's an F one fifty and it's electric, and that's what most all vehicles are going to be now. If you're looking for the best way to get into that Lightning. Go to ChastangFord.com right now. Put your order in, or they've got some on the lot that you can get as well. They've got everything on the lot. This summer sales event is continuing, and it's unbelievable, all the cars that they've got out there. They've also got transit vans for those of you that have businesses that need to customize a work a vehicle. These, these are awesome. You're looking for a great way to get into that Ford car or truck or pre-owned vehicle on the lot right now with some gold-certified financing. It's unbelievable. People, you're looking for the best way to get into that vehicle? There's one place to go, ChastangFord.com. On 6th at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastang Ford. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. I don't have friends. I got family. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. What's that mutual respect Lance has with Astros Twitter, Dell? DDB? Dynamic, disciplined, bro-ship. No, that's no, not that's it. No, that's not what it says. Bro-ship? Bro-ship? Yes, oh, they're gosh. bros and it's they friends and their friendship. Yeah. Broship. It's a bromance. Well, I mean, maybe in a couple months, but right now they're just friends. Just they're in the talking stage. Not friends with benefits. No, that, we benefited from Lance yeah, with Astros did. Twitter. We did. Yeah. but I think the Lance and Astros Twitter relationship is growing. It's evolving. Yeah, DDB. And, and at some point, you know, they may become lovers. They could. No, 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 no. I see that. Well, I think it's mischaracterized it a little, little bit. Rocky. It's not necessarily Astros Twitter. It's really Gatekeeper Astros Twitter. It's a kind of a separate deal. The ones who decide that you cannot be unhappy about anything that ever happens ever because the world because somebody well because you're defending champs right and because like Dusty, I found out what's going on with Dusty and Dell's going to have to cut this up, but I found out. That Dusty is part of the uh, a new clique called the Coin Boys. Why do I have to cut that up? Well, there's an f bomb in it. Oh, Coin Boys. Hmm. Yeah, the video I sent you. I don't see a video. What video? I didn't see. Them. You didn't send me a video. I emailed it. When? Well, no one looks at their email. I emailed it yesterday. No, no one did that. Well, you didn't do that. I don't. I don't see an email from the Coin Boys. Have you? Have you seen? Forget coin boys. 
And yes. oh, trust me, when you hear this, you will not say forget Coy Boys. I promise. Well, you. you're going to have to send it because resend not here. it because you messed it up somehow on your in your little trip to Alabama. Have you seen Julio Rodriguez's act lately? Have you seen this? Nine for his last nine. Homer double yesterday to help them beat the Royals. Nine for his last nine. Now, he's not facing Royals pitching anymore, so he's going to come here. But this dude is on fire. He's the youngest player since 1936 to have nine hits in two games. He's the, well, yeah, the youngest player since 1936 to have nine hits in two games. Nine hits in two games in in back-to-back games is a lot of hits. Okay, so that's what they're bringing in here with this guy. And hopefully you're going to be able to cool him down just a little bit. Jay, he's, he hasn't faced a J.P. France, though, in his life. So No. He ain't. He, he you don't mean go the cool, with that. That's you mean the cooler? <clears throat> that's right. You mean the cooler? Because look at J.P. France. Does he not look? Okay, yes, he looks like somebody who's in witness protection. Mm-hmm. But he also looks like somebody who could all of a sudden when you've got a friendly dealer and you're winning in blackjack and all of a sudden they get tapped on the shoulder and they say, okay, good luck, gentlemen. Good luck, guys. And they walk off and J.P. France comes up and he's the cooler at the table. Yep. So um, did you see? So the rotation is going to be France, um, Fromber, and Hunter Brown, followed by Irkiti, Javier, and Verlander. So, um, oh, JV's getting some rest. JV's getting a little rest. Javier should be the one. According to Dana Dana Brown, Javier is just basically fatigue. You can rest him then. Rest him. Sit down. And rest if you're really, really, really tired like you are. So, you know, that would be – that's fine. That's fine if you need some rest. So it's Seattle and then Boston coming to town. you got seven straight games here. Big weekend series, and then the Red Sox come here with their stupid yellow uniforms. Why, why are the Red Sox wearing yellow and blue now? I don't – it's uh, – they do, they do uh, that. I'm sorry, home. Ukraine. Oh, it's for the Ukraine. Ukraine strong. Oh, I didn't know they had a t- they were tight with them, with those people. Uh, he just made maybe. that up. It's not because of the Ukraine. Are you sure? Yeah. John, uh, why did I make something up? Why no. would you believe Pizza Party I'm, Boy? Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Did James actually sell? Yes, did James actually sell 14,000 uh, bottles of wine in 10 seconds in China when they opened it up? Yes, Chinese no, wine. No, he sold 10,000, and there were 14-year-olds years, fourteen year olds there, which is, thank God, Wanda Franco wasn't there. Oh. But, but, um... He he sold ten thousand and then did a cartwheel. Did you see uh, the Kevin McHale's other quotes about James Harden? Uh, not from two thousand. Yeah, not the, so we we played the one. What did what did he say? We Del, played yes. the one where he said he didn't care about playing defense. Where Daryl Morey enabled him to do do things, and it came back to bite Daryl Morey. Yeah. Well, he also said, "Here's his quote about about uh, James Harden. Here's a, this is a quote." from from him he was fat and didn't feel like playing he was the next year he came to camp he was fat and didn't feel like playing and i got fired 11 games into the season he had a plan that was his other quote hold on are we sure yeah no this is We're, we're sure he said that yes this is yeah this is from the score yes no 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 this is this is a this is not barstool or ball sack no, this is re- you'll remember when Kevin McHale got fired. Everyone knew it was James Harden that just that said he's got to go. Yeah, I mean, and Kevin McHale knew 
It was oh, Jim yeah. Carton. This actually is a real thing. Yeah, this is a real thing. He, he said that. That and I mean, yeah. Okay, this all sounds like it tracks and didn't feel like playing. I can't believe Kevin said that out loud with his mouth. Yeah. Well, why? What does Kevin McHale care? Well, no, I mean he's just being honest. He's just You know what? There's a there's a huge anti-James sentiment around the world right now. I, well, there really is, especially in Hong Kong, but um, James is Mr. China, and Daryl was pro-freedom with Hong Kong. And, of course, everyone backs James and China for some reason. But, actually, they don't. Players around the league, they don't like James Harden that much. They don't take him seriously. In the All-Star game, when it's a big joke and everyone's laughing because Harden's the last player picked, but to, and this is Kevin Durant and LeBron James. That should tell you something. That should tell you something. And I think that Kevin McHale probably sees what James just did with, with Daryl and just thought, this is this is bad. That guy, Daryl Morey, gave him everything he wanted. has been like a sugar daddy for James. This is terrible. And so he was more than open to say, hey, you know, here's some st- things that I've had stored up in the past. And uh, we all know he, James got McHale fired. What's James's legacy going to be? I, I think his legacy's already been written. I, I think this stuff is just ancillary stories now we have. But what is his total legacy when he's done? I don't know that I've ever seen such a mercurial talent in my life as it pertains to what the total legacy is going to be on one hand one of the most efficient offensive players in the history of the game on another hand one of the biggest postseason chokers one of the biggest what postseason chokers oh i thought you said i thought you said the p word i thought you said one of the biggest i did postseason i thought you said peas and chokers I didn't say anything. You said postseason. You said postseason. No. Say it fast. Say postseason ten times fast. <laughs> um, no. I'm gonna, I said See what it sounds like. Postseason. 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 Careful. Uh, I said postseason. postseason. He's going to be one of the biggest postseason chokers. He's going to be known as a selfish player that jumped around all over that was entitled – that was, I mean, quite frankly, most of the time that I watched James here, I was bored, if you want to know the truth. Dribble, 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 dribble. He was, at times, fantastic. At times, fantastic. And I just hated the style of basketball, if you want to know the truth. That started with Stephen Catino, the ISO, isolation, and it could not be more boring to me. I think isolation, for me, it ruined the game of basketball. I give James a lot of credit for being one of the biggest tricksters to ever play the game. Not just what he did to Daryl Morey and what he did to the referees, but what he does to fan bases, he 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 tricks them into believing it'll be different when he's with them. Yeah. Like yeah. We, Every have, year. we have a Philadelphia fan who works on the national side, one of Lance's favorite people, and we, he's fine. Paul and he's fine. <laughs> okay, Paul. I said he's one of your favorite people. What are you? What are you reacting to? Paul and I were having a discussion with him about James, and as a Philadelphia fan, he goes, "Look, I I get that the style of play isn't great, but hey, we were in the second round of the playoffs, and he had a he had a couple good games. But what about the other couple games where he he completely trashed your season? But what do you want? He it's they don't the Rocket fans. Some of them are still defending him." I don't know if Brooklyn fans were because he wasn't there to no, I don't there know enough, I guess. But even that Philly fans, like, trying to find a way to maneuver yeah. around all the facts and find a way to, like, yeah. say, you know what? Not so bad. He's no, an abusive relationship. He's one of the greatest tricksters of all time. Yeah. Yes. He's a, he's a, it's an abusive relationship where you, 
you feel like, well, he's ours, so I have to find the 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 good in him. And so you, and, and what was amazing is not that Philadelphia. Everyone's going to have this. Everyone's going to do this, but ex- unless people, unless you pay attention to the years and years that's gone on, what was hard for me to believe is that every year James got a reset from Rockets fans. Like, I I'm going to reset with them once the season starts, but I can't forget the other stuff. To me, he's a playoff choker until he proves otherwise. For other Rockets fans. They try to gaslight you into believing it didn't really happen. Like he wasn't really that bad in the postseason. Like what? When it comes, the postseason is about when you have to step up and carry your team. If you're an elite superstar, then you have to do it. And James literally never did that in the biggest moments. Yeah, he didn't. Don't tell me about Game Three. You know what matters is when it's time to win. Elimination, James is real. We got to break it. Do you got to talk about John Daspit? And we got to talk about uh, they. We're just done talking about C.J. Stroud on ESPN. we got to talk about tomorrow and the Dolphins. We'll do that on the other side, but right now we got John Daspin. Yeah, John Daspin. I spoke with, to John yesterday. We were talking a little bit about uh, you're going to start seeing some TV commercials from the U of H NIL shoot we did. And John's a big backer of University of Houston. He uh, gave a million dollars to the football program for their NIL, and he is going to give a big chunk to the basketball team as well this year, just like he did last year. And the reason is because, you know, John Daspit gives back to the community. John Daspit is very much a member of the community. Graduated high school here. He got his law degree here at University of Houston. And John Daspit continues to fight for people in the Houston area and, and quite frankly, the state of Texas. But, of course, here in the Houston area, you you head down the uh, – you know, down the Gulf Coast, uh, south or, or east, and there are people who have been in bad accidents, uh, refinery blasts, who have been in offshore accidents. These are people who have been badly hurt, maybe multiple people with the same injury, with the same uh, accident, rather, and John has stepped up and fought for them. He understands the law, understands what to take a look at inside the law to make sure that your bills are taken care of, your missed time from work, is you're compensated for that, because this was an accident that you were not responsible for. If someone else is negligent, has caused you to, uh, you know, really be in great pain and had to go to the hospital and, you know, deal with all these bills that arise from that. John Dasman wants to make sure that you get all of that back and that you are compensated uh, for that injury. And that's why he fights. He passionately pursues justice for the injured. It's John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm. Go to DaspitLaw.com or the phone number is easy to remember, 713-CALL-NOW. I'll grill your brisket. You take the credit. Selflist.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. So the kids are, are back in school, and they're all going to school. And Manny told me that Max and Luke are in the car, and they're all saying postseason, 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 postseason. <laughs> so I want all the kids on their way to school right now just start, start saying, just say postseason, 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 over and over again. Whew. All the kids on the way to school. Postseason. We're saying postseason. Right. Right? Okay. If Maria and Izzy, are you girls in the car? Postseason, postseason. Tell, tell Daddy. Postseason, and postseason. choker, and choker, and choker. Yeah, that's yeah, what because, you call James Harden. Yeah, choker, choker, choker. <laughs> I thought you said something ugly about yeah, James Harden. I know Harden. you did, I but no, I know you I say ugly words. No, I don't you say didn't it say like anything. you do. D D B. Yeah, you didn't say anything. S T H. I don't say ugly words like you do. 
Yeah, you just called him a choker, not a. You didn't say anything wrong. No. By the way, if Doctor Linville, you said, "Why did God not make it where the the ball the hair stayed up on the top and you just lost on the sides?" Doctor Linville would have no business in. We would just all be Peaky Blinders. Oh, Doc, okay? Doc does other things, Lance. I don't know if you heard. He does a lot of work with women. He's got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he he. Don't worry. He would still be gainfully employed because there's a lot of women that like to enhance themselves. Okay. But if if all the hair fell out of the sides, just be like Tommy, Tommy from Peaky Blinders. Right, 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 right. Just don't be like that. Yeah. People on Twitch think you look like John, uh, Ernest Hemingway today. They're calling you John Hemingway. <laughs> I don't look like Ernest Hemingway today. You do live kind of an Ernest Hemingway life. Why is it? Why? What do you mean by that? Like, I, I mean, you do stuff. I don't. John Hemingway sounds like a rapper name. Twitch, grow up, okay? You don't have to. What does Lance look like today? He looks uh, like. He I'm looks, looking in the he mirror. Looks like he disappeared. He looks like he's, he's no John, longer with us. I do like that it's J A W N now, like that John. J A W N? I know. Yeah, I got to do a show with that John. John, yeah. That's uh, what I tell people. So, what do we. So let's say now that the offensive line is getting their, their heinies handed to them tomorrow. How long do you keep CJ in there? Um. Well, I mean, D'Amico said it didn't really matter. Matter. Yeah. He didn't it, well, his... until until he's getting killed. So I watched the uh, the Hard Knocks. I I finally started Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. I watched the first two episodes. It's. It's fun to watch Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is a savant, an absolute football savant. It's amazing watching how he understands the game. I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to live, so it shouldn't surprise you. But, man, is he smart when it comes to recognizing things on the field. But what my takeaway was when they played, when the Jets played Carolina, you saw how much Bryce Young got hit. And all I could think of was, oh, my God, these were the hits we were scared of. He was getting hit like all the hits we talked about that could knock a 195-pound quarterback into the hospital. These were all the hits we were worried about. Mm-hmm. Well, watching quarterbacks uh, with with Mahomes and the hits that Cousins and Mahomes and Mariota took, I don't know how Bryce Young survives, if you want to know the truth. If he's going to stand in that pocket and take those hits, holy crap. He's I, a wee fella now. He is a wee fella, and it is going to be. And CJ's not all that big either. I mean, he's not th- he's not thick either, so he's going to have to. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody. Quite frankly, I don't know how anybody takes those hits, the the, the ones that we're we were watching. But see, I mean, do you? Okay, here's D'Amico talking about playing time. He says, Here, "Here's D'Amico talking about CJ and playing time tomorrow." With our game this week, we'll play all our all our players. will play all our players will see time in the game, and that's how we'll go about it. CJ will go out first. Again, as he did last week, and you know, we'll judge the game as it goes along. So I would really <laughs> enjoy it. Now, if everybody is going to play, that means Laramie Tunsil is going to play. That means you're going to have your best offensive line, which will be awfully good. But the Dolphins, what, Adele, what do you, do you, did you hear what their plan is? Mike McDaniel, he was asked about it yesterday, said Tua will, will play this preseason, but did not say which game. Now, he didn't play in, in game one, so you think it would be Saturday because – do you play your starting quarterback in the final preseason game? Probably not, not usually the case. Probably not. So if if that's the case, you probably see Miami starters because 
I think they held out 20 starters from week one. So if they're going to get time, it'll probably be this game. So this is now what used to be the third preseason game where the starters get a lot of playing time. This is this is that game because there's it's down to three preseason games. So you, you, you we can expect the Dolphins to play most of their defenders. You would think so because they didn't. None of them played in the in week one. Like Phillips, Chubb, Holland, none of those guys. David Long, none of those guys played. So if they're going to get time, it'll be it'll tomorrow. Be it'll be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow, and that's a bad thing for the for the Texans. I did a I did the podcast with Daniel Jeremiah yesterday, and one of the things he said is that I didn't realize this. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes were both playing. The first half, the full first half, for I mean, these are pretty good quarterbacks. These are MVP candidates. Um, they're playing the whole half. They're not messing around. That's you know what I mean. You and and you're going to take off next week, so you've got two weeks. I understand it's not it's meaningless, and if either of them gets hurt, did you? But you got to play football. You got to play football. Yeah, yeah I mean, do. you don't now. If they, again, you keep your best line in there, and you don't have your best line because Titus Howard is out. You, 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 I mean, it's a young offensive line with Juice in there and Kenyon Green in there. It's it's a young offensive line and, and you know, whatever you're going to have to do at the right tackle position. Um, so, I mean, and yeah, are, is, is Fant ready? Is, is, everybody, is everybody ready to go? Because that's a little bit scary for C.J. Stroud. But if, if you're going to keep your starting quarterback out there, you keep your best line out there, too. And keep your running game out there, too. So that, you know what? Pierce has got to take some hits. And Singletary's got to take some hits, and you got to, you got to, you got to. If you're going to leave C.J. Stroud out there, if he's going to be out there and he's going to get some valuable playing time, well, keep your best guys out there to protect him too. So hopefully that will be the case. This is, um, you know, a fairly meaningful game, especially for a rookie quarterback. This is kind of a big deal. So this will be fun tomorrow to see how how he bounces back from that performance. You know, that the most disappointing. Well, no, Jordan Love possibly in in Trey Lance had the most disappointing performances ever right in the preseason ever ever in the history of the preseason right so hopefully you know but the day after the game ESPN every segment CJ Stroud disappointing in debut with you know those 11 snaps he took those 11 yeah I I heard it from and 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 DJ also made a really good point Daniel Jeremiah on the podcast yesterday he said you know the league everyone already knows the defensive lines are way ahead of the offensive mm. lines in general in the in the league. Now, now start getting into depth situation where starters are out, and imagine how bad the blowout because the the depth defensive lines already play rotational football, right? When de- there's already your backup defensive tackles play a lot of football in games. Your backup defensive ends there's rotational. It's a rotational defensive line. You don't play rotational offensive lines. Whoever your guys are are your guys. So think about what a blowout it is when you actually have starters on your offensive line out and these other guys you're playing already playing NFL games, they're rotational players, it is a total blowout. That's why, you know, number one, that's why depth is so important. Yeah. And when you draft, and look, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to go after Austin Deculus, but I'm going to. Austin Deculus, your right tackle last week, the Texans drafted him. I thought he was not only undraftable, I thought Austin Deculus was a guy that I wouldn't even bring into camp. I thought he was a reject because he was too stiff, and I didn't think he could block people. And something my dad told me back in uh, when he was with Cleveland in 2003 is he learned a valuable lesson about a player they drafted. Anytime you draft a player, and he said he gave his blessing to this even though he didn't like the guy, and then he realized, oh, my guys, we've got him Joaquin Gonzalez. Anytime you draft a player – that player may play for you, and he may get you 
he may make you look bad. He may get your quarterback hurt. Like, you can't draft players that can't play because eventually they may have to play. And I think the Texans evaluated so badly. And now look at last week. Your second pick of the draft was being protected by a guy who, frankly, I don't think should be on the roster. And that's that's to start a game. That's not good. Tackle football. Did your dad ever learn a valuable lesson about hitting a break on time? He did not. If he did, he didn't pass to me. Okay, so he didn't pass that. No, you never learned that. That's not, and it's certainly not innate uh, behavior on your. He didn't part. come to farming families it, it of the Zerline or nurture. Yeah, it's na- na- nature or it's, nurture. It's for you. nature. It's nature. It, you know what? You know what's? You know what's nurture? Learning to play basketball, learning to hoop, and because you don't have that innate. Okay, that's not innate. Now some kids they can jump and they're they're really good. Most kids can't, so they got to learn. And you know how you learn? You learn with the pro dunk hoop. You learn because the kids can lower the hoop and they can be athletic now, Dad. They can dunk like good players can because they can lower the hoop where they can dunk. Your unathletic kid can actually learn how to play. And, oh, by the way, they all have fun. Lowering the hoop lets the kids actually make baskets as opposed to the 10-foot goal where they can't. As opposed to that uh, store-bought box store goal that shakes all the time. Did you put sand in the base? And then it shakes all the time, and it's horrible, and the kids never want to play on that one. The kids want to play on a pro-dunk goal because you can raise and lower it. Now you can do it with a drill, and it's awesome. Up and down, and the kids love it. It's the best. It's Your wife will love it. You'll love it. Everybody's going to love it because kids will actually play on it. They'll actually be out there playing as opposed to sitting in the house while the goal rusts. This one doesn't rust at all. It's the best goal you'll ever have. If you're looking for a goal, there's one place to go, ProDunk.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher. Paid for by ERC Business Solutions. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN. I was just looking through, man, the Braves. Have you seen this lineup? Do you know how many guys they've got? Matt Olson may be making a case. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the thought to be the MVP. Did you see Matt? Have you seen Matt Olson's numbers? Yeah, they're insane. His home run numbers, he is crushing it. 43 and 107 RBIs. 43 homers, 107 RBIs. This is ridiculous. And we got a month and a half left. Yep. Holy crap. Austin Riley, 29 and 76. Ozzy Albies, 28 and 90. Ronald Acuna, 27 and 73. Marcelo Zuna, nice guy, 24 and 60. Uh, I mean, it's just guy after this lineup is just stupid. They're, they're, I mean, you will, we'll, we'll worry, listen, I'm worried about playing in the World Series. Just, God, I think we got to get there first. That's all I'm saying, right? But holy crap, are they good? Holy crap, this Braves team is out of this world. I don't, I'm just, I'm starting to worry about them a little bit. You know how I you know, worry about teams? I'm starting to worry yeah. about the Braves already. And they're in the National League. You're really looking ahead. Right, right. Well, I'm not – I've never really worried too much about the American League. It's what we do. Oh, it's yeah. what we do. Okay. Every year there's a new boogeyman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, it was the Mariners, and I was right, who gave the Astros the toughest series. The they didn't the win Mariners, a game. They swept them, and yet it was the toughest series they played. They were down to one of the Phillies. They were. Nah, that was an easy series. What? They won it in six. <laughs> that was nothing. Stop. Get out of here no with your facts. What are you talking about? And then no hit them. Yeah, but uh, they were down 2 1 before the no hitter. There was a puckering going on. Oh, no, we're going to lose another series to, the, to an NLS East team. Stop no. it. No, I know. Stop it. I wasn't worried about them. Okay, sure. The Mariners were the toughest series they played. If I. No. 18 innings. They did not. They had to come back and win game one. They were down 7-1 to one or they whatever. They lost two games in the World Series to the Phillies. No they cares. were trailing sweep. on the road in a series. Sweep. Stop it. It was Toughest easy. It was a soft sweep. sweep. It against wasn't. The, against, the, the, against the Phillies. No, you don't lose two games and it'd be a soft, soft sweep. sweep. Even by Lance's ridiculous standards. <laughs> soft sweep. Um, so we've talked. Okay. Back to James Harden. James Harden's in town, huh? James Harden apparently is in town, and KHOU ran into him, or he was at some event. What was the, Del, do you remember what the event was? Chinese wine event. It wasn't a Chinese wine event. It was, uh, I think, a back-to-school thing. By the way, it's not a Chinese wine. It's his wine that he sold in China. Yeah, but I like it better when we call it Chinese wine. Okay. How much better does that sound? Like James Harden has a Chinese wine. Apparently, they sell it at HEB. People are showing me. Pictures of it in, on the stores at HEB. Some people tasted it and said it was actually pretty good. And then yeah. I, Marcus Grant, from uh, who does fantasy football for NFL Network, he sent an article that showed up in like the dead uh, uh, the big lead where it's it just said this is a vintner's nightmare. It is so bad. Really? <laughs> Someone else had a review of it said it's terrible. So I don't know. I mean, what do you expect when you're growing wine in China, growing grapes well, in China? Well, I could, I could see James Harden's wine as being pretty – it was really good at the beginning, and then at the end you're like, oh, this wine the, sucks. The finish falls apart on yeah, you. Yeah, it just falls end. apart. And it's just terrible at the end, and you can't even finish it. I mean, that's how bad, you know, James Harden – it was pretty good to start, pretty good. But, yeah. man, now, um, Anyway, he was in town and doing a back-to-school event. And here's his take on what's happening with the 76ers. Do you have an open line of communication with, with the 76ers? And how much patience do you need to have to, to let this play out? I'm just, I'm, I've been patient all summer. So, uh, for me, it's just uh, focus on what I can control. And that's, uh, you know, working out, staying in shape, and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair the relationship? Uh, I think so. Courtesy mm. mm. of KHOU. Yeah, KHOU. Who was the reporter? I think is it Jason Bristol. At this point, we don't know. Why was an ABC thirteen out there? <laughs> At this point, we don't know. <laughs> okay, another thing we don't know. Why about. wasn't Berman out there? He's retired. Well, so what? He that's still. I mean, you think have you Berman would have been there? Berman have you still. Seen his Twitter. I would, I would still expect him to be there. Okay. Berman can't even stand not to be like he tweets about Astro. I mean, you know, it's sports. But I, I remember when Mark Berman was like, I'll never be on Twitter. There's no reason for me to do Twitter. There's not anything. You know, news doesn't break on Twitter. It breaks on television. And that's where – and then no. Mark Berman was like – he's tweeting out Astro stuff all the time. It's killing him. I can tell you right now, it's killing him that somebody interviewed James Harden and he didn't. And he did That is absolutely killing <laughs> him right a, now. That's a stupendous foresight by Berman. News breaks on – sports news breaks on television. Uh no, <laughs> it no. never does. No, it it breaks on. Uh, he found that out. He knew the first one that puts it on Twitter wins. Uh, it even if be, it's not true, even if it, yeah, it, even if you mess it up like I always did, 
He he always said, "Yeah, you got a couple of stories, but you get half of them wrong usually." I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay. I don't care. I really don't care." <laughs> he, he's a stickler about that. that Where'd you go to school, John? All, Where'd you go to get all go the to facts right? School? Like it's important to get all the facts right. Whatever. Does he know what decade he lives in? Yeah. Stop. Your facts don't matter to our to he, our opinions. Yeah. No. 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 Come on, Berman. 756, let's catch up on breaks right here. 713-780-3776, you want to get in here. You want to talk uh, Texans, you want to talk Astros. We've got the biggest series of the year. This is now the biggest series of the year. Are we going to say that as we go forward well, for every series? Well, we got the Mariners in the last week of the season. That's going to be the biggest when, when it gets here. When, when, do they, when do they play the Rangers? They play the Rangers September 4th, 5th, and 6th. So that'll be the biggest That will series. be uh, to date, yes, but this is the biggest to date. To date, this is the biggest. Uh, and you put them away or you let them back in. And you don't want to let them back in. So this is this is kind of a big deal. But here's the deal is uh, I want to talk right now with you, Lance, about Aqueduct Plumbing. They were at my house this week, as a matter of fact. Needed the snake, one of my to- toilets, and maybe you it's stuffed up and you, you drop something. There's some piece of plastic fell in my toilet and it stuffed it up. And they came and it's what they do. I mean, stupid stuff happens. And it's sometimes not stupid stuff. Sometimes you got old pipes. If you've got an old home and you need to repipe, this is what Aqueduct Plumbing does, and they do it. Uh, they did Lance's back. They had to t- take out the whole backyard. I mean, it was a, a huge, huge event. In a lot of cases, it's not a huge event. It's not that big a deal. So you can have they, like you can do a repipe in a day in some uh, uh, circumstances. So Aqueduct Plumbing is going to do all of that. They're going to find the reason. They're going to find what the problem is at your home. They're going to fix it right away. I'll give you an example. Um, there's a lot of people who have a leaky shower and you can't get rid of it maybe you've had another plumber come out and it continues to be a leaky shower aqueduct plumbing company is the kind of they're the kind of group that can get into where the source is and actually get it fixed fixed not patch it up they actually fix those little issues become that become big annoyances so whether the job is a huge repipe job like i had to have or whether it's something very small aqueduct plumbing company has fair prices they get the work done quickly they do it on time they respond quickly and they are ready to take care of you AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Is it football season yet? A tug of war. 22 nameless men grappling in the mud. They call it pro football. 